today on the Sales Life Podcast. And so where everybody else is selectively seeking a yes, you have that, you have that wantingness to go for no. How many no's are you willing to go after today? Hi, I'm William McCormick, and you're listening to The Sales Life with Marsh Bice. All right, TSL, let's do it. Welcome back or welcome to another edition of The Sales Life, episode 561. And we're going to talk about a great little parable book. Dude, I read this book um, many years ago. I guess it was like right around the recession or right after the recession, 2008, sometime right around there. Um, and it's, uh, the book is called go for no, and it's by Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz. And if you haven't read it, man, you need to get it. The byline says it all. Yes is the destination. No is how you get there. I mean, what perfect book to get in sales. What perfect book to get in the sales life is a book that's titled go for no. And then it's not very long. So it won't take you months to do it, man. You know how accomplished you feel when you read a book? And if you don't know that feeling, the first time I read a book, man, cover to cover, I was age 25. And the accomplishment that I felt. So if you haven't read a book cover to cover, don't worry about it. You're in good company. You're talking to one guy who didn't for a long time. So go for a, go for no, man. Go for an easy win. Go for an easy yes, man, and, uh, and grab this book. It's a great book, man. And um, there are, uh, they write about uh, five levels of failure. And I want to talk about levels one through three. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stay on level three um, for the rest of the podcast. Level one is the ability to fail. And this is where 100% of the people, we all have the ability uh, to fail. Yet 80% of salespeople never move past level one. They have the ability, but they just bang around in the ability. Um, and this is where they get burned out. This is where they say, oh, the sales career and for me, because they never graduate to level two. Level two is the willingness to fail. And the willingness to fail is the, uh, the mindset that you say, oh, it's just part of the job. It's just part of it, man. And this is where less than 20% of salespeople reside. They don't get past level two. It's rare air. They have the willingness and so they kind of lean into it because they know it's uh, it's part of the job. Um, and for years and decades, man, they, they stay right there. But level three is that rare air. And dude, again, we all have the ability. Are you willing? And will you evolve into a wantingness to fail? That's what level three is. And this is where 5% of salespeople uh, have this, um, are in this area. They can, but they won't. And Waltz writes, it goes beyond the tolerance and acceptance. And a wantingness to fail, man, is where you actually hunt the nose. You're hunting for the nose. You're aggressively seeking the nose. Because in doing so, you have the faith that your personal and financial success will follow. See, a willingness will get you on track. 
when you have a willingness to fail, that, that'll get you on track. I'm willing to do it. I, you know, it's part of it. But when you have a wantingness, bro, that's your amplifier. That's your unfair advantage. You want an unfair advantage in sales? It's a wantingness. I want, I want it. I'm looking for it. I'm actually hunting it. And this is what's going to take you to the next level, dude. This is what's going to catapult you to the top where everybody thinks that, um, you know, the, the managers, uh, and all your networks, everybody's doing you favors. You know, you, you have the unfair, you, you have the golden tongue, man. You, you, you have all the closes, you know, all that. That's what everybody from the outside, the people that hang around level two, the willingness, they point to you and say, ah, oh, man, this is why they get the, all the advantage, man. No, your, your, your secret advantage that's available to everybody, but your secret advantage is I want it. I'm wanting the nose. I'm actually aggressively seeking the no. Dude, you got to be a no collector. You got to be a no collector. You know how um you know how they say, of course I'm in my 40s, so I'm going to say it this way anyway. You know how they say, you know, 40s is the new 30, 50 is the new 30. I don't know if people say 50, but you you know how people say that? Well, no is the new yes. It really is. And you got to be a contrarian in life. You do. And so where everybody else is selectively seeking a yes, you have that, you have that wantingness to go for no. How many no's are you willing to go after today? Not the yeses. The yeses are a byproduct. But how many no's will you go? Because see, the, the yes is the easy part. How many no's it takes to get there? Bro, that's a game changer, man. Because I I don't learn much in a yes. But I learn so much, not only about myself, but also my craft, my capabilities, my skill sets, my creativity. It doesn't take you to get creative to, to get a yes. No, it's the no's that it took to get to the yes. That's what I learn everything about. It's the difference between a wow and an OMG, man. The wow is where a customer walks up and says, yeah, I'll take that right there. They don't ask the price. They, hell, dude, they don't even ask your name. You ever have a customer like that? And they just said, yeah, I'll take that one. And you're, they already sold it in their minds. And you know, those are the ones that when you tell, when you recap it to somebody else, you know, you're twisting the cap off a of Bud Light and you're saying, man, let me tell you what happened today. Dude didn't even ask my name, walked up and said, oh, I'll take that. And then he wrote a check for it. Five minutes, dude, I had a sale. And that's the ones where we all sit there and say, wow, man, I wish I could have a customer like that. But what about the OMG customers you have? The ones where you say, oh my God, it finally happened. I finally, I mean, the ones that took days, months, years, the ones that, I mean, there were blow-ups, there were hang-ups, there was time that you were, you know, dragging your knuckles across the ground. I mean, it looked like it was at the end of the rope, and you worked and worked and worked beneath the layers of nose, and you finally got a yes. That's the ones that you prove to yourself, dude, I belong here. I belong in the field. Dude, these are the ones, the, the, the no's, 
that it took to layer through to get to the yes. That's the biggest rush of all. There's no rush in a yes and an instant yes and a scratch off. Oh, it's a yes. The biggest rush, man, are the ones that go for no. And I get to the yes. The ability and the willingness on those two levels, level one, level two, the ability and the willingness is still an avoidance of no. And so this is the level where you're trying to still be selective and pick the perfect phone call, the perfect scenario, the perfect customer, because you're hoping for a yes. But a wantingness to go for no, where you actually hunt the no, Oh, that's rare air. And you, Walt's words, you numb yourself to the no. And it's not that you ignore the no, but it's that you actually, you expose yourself so much to the no that no loses its defeating power over you. The reason why no is so strong in our lives is because we seek to avoid it instead of wanting it and actively hunting for it. I think that's the difference. We, get, we talked a few episodes back. Why does no feel so permanent? Why can children feel the no, and roll with the no, and adults can't? And I think that's exactly what it is, man. I've been thinking about that. It's because we, as adults, we try to avoid the no. And children just roll with it, man. They go for no. You, you ever see the, uh, the ugly guy? I mean, he's... <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Dude, he's ugly. Yet he always lands the fine babes. Why is that? How is that? Well, it's because he doesn't avoid the no. He just goes for it. And you see him, you know, at the club, you see him out in public, man. Like he, he, he's got no barrier, no limitations at all. He just goes for no, right? It's that wantingness. That's that rare air. Now here's the rub also. As you go for no, you're going to hit a string of yeses. And this is where it's super important because when you get that hot hand, and where you just become the slayer of yeses, man. Like, I mean, you just happen to glance at somebody and they say, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that too. Yeah, and I mean, it's like you just can't stop and you're like giggling to yourself like, oh my God. When you are going for no and you hit that hot streak, and you will, it's so important, Walt says, it's so important to step up your attempts to go for no. You still got to go for no, man, because this is what continues to build the momentum. This is what keeps the yeses flowing, but also it's what keeps things working itself. So even when you're going for no, even when the customers tell you no, and you go for it as if you needed this last deal, dude, you, you go for three, four, five layers deep. And I'm going to get Andre on the show, man, to, to talk about that, because I think many times, man, we... um. 
we don't know what to say after one or two no's. But I want her to I want her to explain that. But back to my point, it's going for no, even in the hot streaks of yeses. It's where you actually build the momentum. And you keep that momentum flowing so that way when the yeses do dry up, you still have others that are working. You have others in the chamber because you got to feed the machine every single day. So it's a great book, man. Go for No by Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz. Andrea Waltz. Um, so you can get it. I'll put the link in the show notes. And uh, it's a it's a great book, man. Just to keep on your shelf. Sometimes, man, when you get when you get a you get avoidance rejection, uh, you start to avoid the rejection. You start to avoid the no, man. It's a great book to uh, to just keep in your book sack, man. Just to kind of pilfer through the chapters are like two pages long each one, so you feel accomplished. So while you're sitting there about to make the next phone call, man, grab a chapter of the book, go to the section that's most relevant for you, knock it out. And then get the dialing, man. Remember, the greatest sale that you'll ever make is to sell you on you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing to The Sales Life. I'll see you back here next time.